0: look at this technology right here on law of the wolf I'm Joe Gilio joined by a very special guest this week chip Patterson I would love to say this is like you breaking your cherry here at the EFRED studios but you've been on the O plus G podcast so I can't I can't make that claim but I am I am happy to have you it's my law of the wolf debut it is your law yeah. of the wolf debut and am I allowed to say you're you're a bit of, you're definitely a college football expert Correct. Am I allowed to say that you're a bit of a gambling expert?
1: Yes, because yeah. um, CBS Sports and CBS Sports Digital have a an, a partner called Sportsline that they've spun off that is entirely gambling analysis. Okay. And Fully I embrace them yeah, here, yeah. here
0: in the year of our Lord, 2020.
1: 100%. I mean, it's it's been up for five years now. And I am a Sportsline expert. Yes. You know, I'm on Sportsline.com. And every single Friday on the Sportsline YouTube uh, page, you can find me on the early edge at 10 a.m. So as we are sitting here recording on a Friday, full mm-hmm. transparency, mm-hmm. um, I you know just came off of giving Denny McCarthy uh in a three ball against oh, Matt Kuchar and Zach Johnson. Bets. Love three ball. Bets.
0: Hey,
1: Denny McCarthy's got to feel hungry. He's been playing really well this year. He's still looking for his first PGA Tour win, and at three under. He might be out of it, but he might not. You know, you're chasing that 62-9 under lead right now. You
0: know how I feel (laughs) about Virginia people. And so he's got
1: to hit the gas. We're going to take him on the three ball. And then uh, the other one was actually, i have been going to start leaving breadcrumbs on the early edge with one win total every single Friday. And one of them is from the ACC. We'll get to it later.
0: All right. So uh, for your proper job for CBS Sports, I saw that you wrote up the win totals for the ACC. Yes. I wanted to hit those and obviously we'll have a, a a lean here towards NC state but as you might know uh, being here in the in the triangle there's some interest in, in the tar heels there's some interest in duke and wake far so I'm just I just want to do all the teams all right. in the ACC I also want to ask you about what do you do when there might not be value in say picking clemson to win the ACC mm. or pick georgia to win the national championship what do you like to do at the start of a year to start of a football season summer like this where you have an off season i'm not going to sit here and put you on the spot and say that you had tcu to make the playoff last year or something like that but it, what do you like to do when there's something obvious let's just we'll stay in the acc clemson do you take clemson do you take the obvious even if it's only a small plus return or do you try to find who it else would be in the championship game, for example, this and year? And
1: then go with the hedge ticket right yeah. there. It's it really is difficult to
0: make the ACC championship game. I guess you could get decent you, odds on some other teams. Can you maybe. even get
1: to make the ACC
0: championship? You probably can. You have to look for it though. Yeah,
1: to make it, because cause it used
0: to be just pick I, a coastal division winner. Odds makers right? are going
1: to be like, who cares?
0: <laughs> I know, but you can bet on anything. You yeah, know this.
1: I know, but I I think that the move is to go for um like uh, if you can find anything at 20 to one or better with a team that you like, that might have a shot Mm -hmm. to win a conference. And that's what I would do a a conference championship future. And you go and you pick up a little bit of that ticket. And then maybe you've got that opportunity. If they do make it to the conference championship game, I do not like pre-flop national title. You do not. Yeah. Okay. I just think that those I've, well, number one, I mean, how many teams are actually winning a national championship? You know, and the the odds are are so small that you would almost rather just ride that team all throughout the season. Okay, just like I'm, I don't know. I, th- I think if you like them to win a national championship, to go all the way to that 15th game and win it, you must like them a hell of a lot. <laughs> so like, just make them your team and and be able to go and pick up uh, little wins along the way rather than having to sweat that out. And I'm actually so. You know, we've got a big, you have a global audience, obviously, but for the state of North Carolina, one thing that I think is going to be educational about win totals is like, like, DraftKings holds your money. Yes. (laughs) There ain't no credit with FanDuel.
0: You have to like, for example, I I told you, uh, Josh Goodson and I are going to make a run to Danville. Right. That requires us having the money up front and going to Danville. And placing these futures bets.
1: You would rather put the $100 in a money market for four months rather than put $100 on to win like 140 on right. Georgia to win the national championship. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at on these national title futures. But this is where I'll say, if you want to jump in week seven,
0: if you want to jump in week Maybe eight. Maybe after a loss.
1: Or yes. Yeah, so if Somebody's
0: if, odds would go... Um, an Ohio State, Ohio or State Michigan, loses. something yeah, like yeah. that.
1: Like if, if you still believe, like that's when I think you find the real opportunities. Jumping in pre-flop on national title, not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of Heisman Trophy pre-flop as well heading really? into the season. Yeah, but then you go see Joe Burrow light up Texas in like week two, and you're like, wait a second. Hold on. Is this LSU offense going to tear college football apart? And you could have gotten Joe Burrow to win the Heisman Trophy at that time at like 30 to one. And so, because he was just a game manager the year before. So that's why for for national title and Heisman Trophy, I don't love trying to do the long shots. Because again, DraftKings is going to hold your money for you to not get that investment. But the long shot to win a conference championship, all you need him to do is make the game and then you've got the hedge opportunity.
0: All right. So let's just use UNC, for example, to win the ACC right now, plus 886 right now. So Mm -hmm. if you're new to gambling, that means if you bet $100, you would win $886. It's a pretty good return. It's Eight to one, return. almost right. nine to one. That's a pretty good return. But I think what you're saying is you'd be better off taking Carolina every step of the way and winning on the money line, perhaps.
1: And just even rolling it than over. And trying
0: know. to get to a final where maybe they play Clemson or Florida State. Right. And if you lose, then you have nothing. Right. Right,
1: because North Carolina is isn't that the third team on the odds board? I don't have it pulled up they right are. now. They're, yeah,
0: it's, so it's Clemson plus one sixty four. I think you and I are in agreement. We both like Clemson to win the yes. ACC again. Yes, like sometimes we try to outsmart ourselves and say, well, and, and you know the the year that they didn't win it, I think a lot of us knew it wasn't going to be Clemson. I had Carolina. I just had the I just had the wrong team that year. Um, I th- I do think it's gonna be Clemson. Uh, if Florida State State's plus one seventy nine. That doesn't seem like a great return either. It just doesn't seem like either one is worth taking. Correct. So then you have the team that I kind of sort of like who I would take to actually make the championship game is Louisville. What's that? They're like? plus 959 to win the ACC, though. So you're, again, you're better off riding through. It's an interesting conundrum for people who are new to gambling. Right. And I will say, in complete and total transparency, I am better at futures bets. I am better at set it and forget it than I am going along the way. Mm Because I have no discipline. Right? right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I might take Louisville to win the game, but then all of a sudden now I'm on the live line and I'm chasing everything which way but loose when I would have been better off at the beginning putting 100 on Louisville and seeing what happens at the end with Louisville. So that's where I'm coming from as a gambler. But I don't don't see great value. Like even if Louisville wins the ACC this year, wouldn't you want something more than nine and a half to one? Yes. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt, like because the, the
1: likelihood of Louisville getting to the ACC championship game and then winning it against we assume would be either Clemson or Florida State, right? Which, by the way, and we'll get to in a little bit, neither of them show up on Louisville's schedule this year. Yeah, strangely enough, <laughs> um,
0: maybe Pitt twenty six to one would be worth because yeah. Carolina eight to one, not really there. State nine and nine plus nine seven five, not really there.
1: Again, that's why I say twenty to in last year. The play was, and we talked about this on the cover three podcast was 28 to one for TCU. Okay. Everybody has buried them. I'm telling you that was
0: their conference pre-flop
1: pre-flop conference 28 to one. They were like seventh on the odds board. And we were like, that was not an issue of a roster that is bad. They just hated their coach. Okay. And they have flipped the coaching staff. They've brought in like good offensive coaches for a good offensive talent like, that is ridiculous odds. Snap that up right now. And then you were going into the championship game against Kansas State. Now, again, they lost the championship game in overtime. Right. Um. Shout out to Max Duggan for pulling his yes. lifeless body off the ground <laughs> yes. time and time again. But, like, you had the hedge opportunity to then take Kansas State in that game and uh, be a winner either way. So, in general, I say that if you're going to do the long shot conference title thing, around 20 to 1 or longer is where it starts to become valuable.
0: All right. So this is how we're going to do this. We'll do this in three sections. We'll do the quote unquote favorites. Mm-hmm. Then we'll do the bottom of the league, Ooh. which might be the most interesting part. And then we'll close with the locals of Duke, Wake, and of course, state here on the law of the wolf podcast, chip Patterson, CBS sports. Give me the, give me the podcast, the cover three podcast, cover three podcast. This is this man knows what he's talking about. He's going to start dropping some, I'm a, I'm a big picture. I'm a, I'm from the sky kind of guy when chip starts with these names you get me every time you get me every time with this stuff so chip is the best appreciate you joining us this week but of course this is the law of the wolf and of course this is my podcast and i have to pay some bills so can you just sit tight just just for one second just for me and enjoy the 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 sounds from jonathan rand the the forever as i, I i've stopped calling him the former producer he's now our forever producer whether he knows it or not housekeeping all right, this is year three of the podcast for me, an NC State podcast. And each year, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, Hayes, Lancaster, and his crew has been there for me. Give him a call, 919-807-1951, or check him out online. It's bugsbite.com. If you got ants inside the house, outside the house, termites, you name it, you got mice under the house or in your attic, that this, the keyword there, Chip, is pest. So they got you got bugs, you got pests, moisture under your house. I had my crawl space completely redone. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority on the Job. Hayes Lancaster and his crew Hayes is three years. So it's 919-807-1951. Or check them out on bugsbite.com. All right. New this year are my friends from Breeze Through, Adam at Breeze Through. Look at this mug. This is a tumbler. It's if you there you can see it now. Lifetime refills. These are 20 bucks at the breeze through. Coming soon, though, we will be doing an OG mixtape where we give away these tumblers, which you can go in, get refilled for free. There's one right there at Edwards Mill. You're going to uh, state basketball games. You're going to state football games. Breeze Through has you covered. They have 17 locations throughout North Carolina. Cary, Apex, Smithfield, Garner, you name it. Pittsburgh, Lenore, Blowing Rock. That's a thing. Wherever you go this summer, the Breeze Through crew has you covered. You know, this is the part where I hit the button. Move on. Oh, Chip Patterson, Joe Ovius is the brains and technology of this program. I, I'm the looks. Apparently,
1: he's also always
0: wanted those sounders. He has. I mean, he he, has.
1: he actually uh, put in a request uh, to me. To like throw some together for him,
0: yes, because you are also crazy talented and can do and piano he, stuff. And, and he
1: didn't like, it. you know, like I, <laughs> I thought way too much about it, and you know, Rand just the beauty is in the simple. Like when you yes. told about him, like firing back the um, yes, one tequila, the, the one margarita, <laughs> yeah. Gave, yeah, like he's he understands that. I got way too lost in layering keyboard sounds. <laughs> Joe is like, what, what is this what right is now?
0: Um, All right, yeah. so let's start with the favorites. Okay. I mentioned Clemson was the, was the gambling favorite in this. They're total, So we're going to go through every team's total in the league. You did this on CBS You can check there, chip Patterson. All right. So Clemson's total is 10. Now I, I'm using yours. These are Caesars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like it when they give us these round numbers. Cause I prefer to be either over or under, but we're going to go with what you have. Cause I trust you. All right. So the over is plus 100. Meaning if you bet a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars back. The under is minus minus one thirty. Interesting. So what they're saying to you is that you have to bet one hundred and thirty dollars to make a hundred. They're also saying the if They like-
1: think they're going nine and three and
0: Clemson ain't going nine and three. They're, but well, but they're saying the book is saying they think Clemson's going under by minus one thirty. No, that's what they're suggesting hey, to you.
1: Hey, how about over eleven plus three twenty four on the alt line? The alt. Okay, let's, let's not it. confuse people here <laughs> now.
0: All right, so last year Clemson goes eleven and three, eight and zero in the league. And here's how I want to do this, and I think this is pretty similar to what you do. But you actually picked every game. On, 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 the, on the article yes
1: on the article but when so on july 10th i guess that's monday the cover three podcast is going to begin our win total series mm-hmm. which is about six weeks of doing every single power five conference every single team we won't give out our locks for win totals until we're done with the series those are the
0: ones you take to get to danville yeah yeah. yeah these exactly. are the ones we're, we're ruminating about Yeah, we're, this
1: is like, <laughs> and it's like what's your lean on this one yes, you know um, yes. and when i prepare for those shows uh, that is when I go with something very similar to you, where I call it the win loss toss up analysis. Okay. You've got win loss coin flips. Yes. Yes. So we're, we're we're seeing we're using the same process. We'll see if we get the
0: same results. We definitely are. All right. So Clemson, in my opinion, has six games that they're definitely going to win. Okay. At Duke, Charleston Southern, FAU, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Carolina. I've got six. Okay. I don't have any games that I believe Clemson will definitely lose. Correct. I agree. I do have six games, though, that I believe are going to fall under the coin toss portion of this programming Florida state at home at Syracuse, just because they've struggled in that situation before. I'm I'm granting them at Miami as a coin toss at state Notre Dame at home at South Carolina. I think you and I are under the same opinion that for most teams, you would say they're going to go three and three or they're going to go 500 in their coin toss games. I don't think Clemson's going 500. This is where you
1: have to go to the other side of it. It's like yeah. actually talk yourself through the idea that Florida state is going to go into death Valley, which is one of the best home field advantages in the ACC and that they are going to go win that football game. Cause they are not going to win that football game. I, if you line up the rosters and say in like, all right, let's, let's just take the 30 best football players. 25 of them are coming from Clemson's roster right now. I mean, they are better at, uh, quarterback. They are better at running back. They are better at wide receiver. They are better at defensive line. They are better at linebacker. I would only give Florida State offensive line and secondary mm-hmm. and the getting I just I don't see that one at all. So I'm, I'm not going to like I've got that one as a toss up as well
0: If they go four and two, then that's ten and two. That's a push.
1: I, I don't think at South Carolina is a, a toss. I do I, not. I do not. South Carolina things, thing, things are moving in the wrong, like the transfer portal gives and the transfer portal. Okay. The way congratulations. You got a Spencer Rattler, right? Bye bye. Your best wide receiver, your best running back and offensive line. Okay. Oh no. Oh, oh, you've got a bad offensive line against Clemson. Oh boy. That's, that's going to go really well. Problem. And also revenge factor after South Carolina beat them last year. i so the South Carolina game, I do not have as a toss up. Okay. At Syracuse, that's a fair point. I I might flip that by the time I have to talk about this on the Cover Three podcast. But I also said Florida State generously at Miami, uh, at NC State for real. Well, you know me, I I believe
0: everyone plays a Super Bowl, and Miami plays a Super Bowl. Like so, you're gonna get up for one of these games, right? In theory, right? Like Miami and Syracuse have to be pumped to play Clemson, yes, right? And if you're gonna play Clemson now the league does a pretty good job of setting this up for them because in my opinion, you want to play a team after they had to pour it out. Right. So in my opinion, the toughest game for them is going to be Notre Dame.
1: Oh, 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 I've got,
0: I've what. So they play in Notre Dame on the, on the fourth. And then the next week they, they host Georgia tech. So that's a good situation.
1: Um, I, so here's the thing. What if Clemson gets fired up to play Miami
0: and hammers them? And then here's, here's the goes to state and is a little bit flat.
1: Here's the last four results between Clemson and Miami. Okay. 40 to 10, <laughs> 42 to 17, 38 to 3, and 58 to 0.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Again,
1: like <laughs> I had it as like a, a quote toss up too, but like I just I, I think that Clemson is far in a way. Okay.
0: The the best and team in the ACC. Also, they added a real offensive coordinator, Garrett uh-huh. Riley in someone I thought if Dave Doran had decided to take one of the other jobs that he potentially could have last year, that's who I would have went and hired actually Mm -hmm. is Garrett Riley. That's who I would have hired if I was Boo Corrigan. So I think Clemson did something here. Yes. I think that's been their biggest. Now, the, the second biggest problem is not just the person calling plays. They do not have the skill players that they do and, and you know, I have certain feelings about will Shipley and having 25 relatives who graduated from NC state and not going to NC state. Correct. Okay. I'm going to put those aside. I think Will Shipley is a perfectly fine player. Ooh. He's just a perfectly fine player. I don't think he's ETN, I don't think he's CJ Spiller, I don't think he's a, a new Hopkins. I don't think he's a hammer. I no, don't, that's I don't why think you he's a got game breaker. That's
1: why you got Phil Maffa. No, they okay. they do they've got a true one-two punch okay. where like Shipley becomes I mean it, what was it uh it was CJ Spiller and James Davis. Yes.
0: Look at the And deep that hole. was thunder and, lightning. <laughs> thunder and lightning. Yeah. And I, I kind no of, when Spiller touched the ball, you knew something was happening
1: Sp- again. Yeah. CJ Spiller was special. And I'm, I'm not claiming that Shipley is that, but stylistically, I do think that we've got some of that. And with the tempo that they are going to run in Garrett Riley's system, like one, like defense gets caught all of a sudden in a bad mismatch and, or someone like misses a call, any open space, Did is they go be into to the portal and get
0: any receivers. Z-
1: they did not get anyone except for Bear Bryant's great grandson,
0: okay. Paul
1: Tyson, a quarterback who started at Alabama as a walk-on and then went to Arizona State, is the old. No, I think there might be one other guy. But listen, that is. Uh, I was talking to West Durham about and Roddy Jones about this yesterday. The way the way do we sell this from a narrative perspective? Because I'm I'm giving you the hard like Clemson's yeah. ahead of Florida State. But it's portal built versus portal averse. Like that is the battle for the top of the ACC and from like the future of college football. It's kind of an interesting thing to consider.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna be boring on this one. I'm gonna go push. I think they're a 10 and 2 team. I think so. If are, the number's 10, I say 10 and 2.
1: I say 11 and 1 or 12 and 0.
0: Okay. I don't know about that. I, I want to see significant improvement from their receivers. I do think their offense will be better. I do like the K Club Nick Switch. I thought they sh- that he should have been their quarterback last year, but. I still have major questions about their receiving group. So 10 and two. I do think they win the ACC. We're in agreement there. All right.
1: Um, Peter Woods. That's all I'm going to say. Okay.
0: That's a name. You got, you got a name for me.
1: Do you, do you remember when Dexter Lawrence came in as a freshman and all of us were like, Oh God.
0: Yes. Peter Woods. <laughs> speaking is the, of guys, speaking yeah, of locals. Yeah. Is he a defensive lineman? defensive lineman? Okay.
1: And he played seven, a Alabama football and he showed up in spring and everybody was like, Oh no.
0: That's, that's what a impact <laughs> freshman looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Florida State. Their totals nine and a half. Uh, on some fronts, they are the preseason favorite to win the ACC. Obviously, not quite in Vegas yet. The over on this is minus one thirty. The under is plus one hundred. Last year, they went ten and three. They went five and three in the league last year. So they may not be where a lot of people who don't follow the league think they are. Uh, of course, the big issue here is they play Florida and LSU out of the league, but let's start with what I think are their are there for sure wins Southern Miss at BC, VT, Syracuse, Duke, North Alabama, mm-hmm. North Alabama. Okay. I don't have any shore losses again for Florida state. I don't see a game where they're definitely going to lose coin toss category. I do have six. I have LSU clamp at clamp at wake at Pitt, Miami at Florida. So do the same thing. Give them the six wins. They go halfway. That's nine and three. That's an under. Mm-hmm. I think they ultimately split with those SEC teams. I think they lose to Clemp. They should beat Wake. Uh, it should be Miami. Man, 10 and two is asking a lot of this group, I think. so. With this schedule.
1: It is it is the second toughest schedule in the ACC, I okay. think. Um. The thing, the reason you we can both be excited about, um, we can both be excited about Florida State while also criticizing the that they aren't as close to Clemson. But the reason that we are excited is, like they they haven't been built
0: out like this. And, like, this has been a slow build
1: mm-hmm. for Mike Norvell. And they've done
0: well in the portal. It is it is portal. The built. receiver that they lost in the portal is the one that I'm concerned about. The kid they had from Oregon, mm-hmm. Micah Pittman. Yes. Okay, he's gone. Yeah, went to Utah.
1: Well, Johnny Wilson's getting all this love, and listen, hey, listen, you know that Johnny Wilson. If he had hands, Florida State yes. would have beaten NC State. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I listen. I hate <laughs> when I'm bashing wide receivers for having frying pan hands, but like I have, because I I couldn't do it. You yeah. know, Like I, that's why I, I sometimes feel bad about it. But I saw Johnny Wilson show up on a like preseason All American team. I was like, okay, something about that. Trey Benson at running back is phenomenal. Yes. The offensive line is very good. The tight ends are great. The defense is solid. The pass, the pass defense, like the secondary, is absolutely elite. I, when I had to call this game by game, I came out with ten and two, with the only losses being LSU and at Clemson. Mm-hmm. I do think that the, the way that they are built on the offensive line is going to make it really tough for wake forest defense. Yeah. And Pitt is just a big question mark for me right now. So I would actually, we have to lay money to go to the over. It would generally be a pass for me. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think nine and three is probably the right answer. I'm with you. LSU clump. They lose those games, but of those other four, you're saying they're going to, they're definitely going to win all four of those games. I, I don't see that. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't think they're ready to just run shot yet. Like, I think they have talent. I think the coach has done a really good job. I think they've hit it in the portal. I don't like the Pittman loss. That was the one player last year who I watched. And I said, this is what NC state's problem is. They need to go get a player like that out of the portal. That like, guy was a difference maker. In my opinion, I think that costs them. I'm actually going to go under here with Florida state uh, again, though. Nothing wrong with them going nine and three after where they've been gives them a chance. Again, to stack that double digit win total, but I could be wrong. Oh,
1: speaking of wide receiver, they added a guy named Keon Coleman from Michigan state, who was part of the exodus from the Mel Tucker dumpster fire in East Lansing, where their best, their starting court returning, starting quarterback and best returning receiver were among players to leave after spring practice.
0: Oh, that hurts the most. And
1: Keon Coleman was uh you know, somebody who, if he had been in the early part of the portal window, would have been one of the top yeah. wide receivers in the portal. So that's you know, a win. that's he, a win. He comes in. You get Joaquin Bell from South Carolina. Like I, I, I think they plug and play pretty well right now. All
0: right, let's move to Louisville, who I will be taking in Danville. Their number is eight. The over is minus one twenty. The under is minus one ten. They went eight and five last year. That was with Scott Satterfield. I, I, I can't endorse this enough without even knowing a single thing about Louisville, other than their new coach does not fool around. And this is also the coach that they've been pining for and had wanted the last go around, but the big 10 money spoke to him a little bit uh, and decided to stay at Purdue. But now Brom comes home eight. I I have seven sure wins for them. I have seven sure wins for them. This is
1: a nine and three team. And if you're making the wager on eight, You've got in this, you said you don't like round number. Yeah. And I know like some people hate this, especially when we're talking about the, you know, you're investing it. You're not going to get any payback, but you've got push insurance here because what yeah. Louisville ain't going is seven and five. I, and I have so
0: seven sure wins for this team. Yeah. I Seven.
1: Uh, you want to, you want to go ahead and go through it? Or should we just yeah. mention right now that they only have three true road games? I, I mean, They're going to go play.
0: (laughs) And one of them is Atlanta.
1: They're going to play (laughs) against Georgia Tech in a building that's filled with red seats. And it's an easy flight. Like you could get on a delta flight from Louisville to Atlanta so easily, and they are, and that's the other thing is they are so fired up about Jeff Brom that they're gonna yes. travel. So yeah. supposed road games that they have. We already mentioned the Georgia Tech one. The other one against Indiana, Indiana in Lucas Oil Field. that's an hour and a half drive. And who's more fired up about football this year? Louisville or Indiana? Like they have the opportunity right now where like at NC State, at Pitt, at Miami, okay, like, those yeah, are, I
0: have those in the coin toss. Yeah, like
1: those. Those are going to be really tough. But even if those don't go your way, everything else is just right there in your backyard.
0: I think you're with me on that one. We won't spend too much more time on the cards. Oh, I can,
1: can can I keep going?
0: I mean, you can. I just to me, Louisville feels like now that they have what feels like the right coach situation, and I understood what Satterfield did leaving App State. I mean, he was pretty patient. The fit, though, the culture fit in terms of. What you have to the level you have to recruit at the type of player that you're recruiting, it's a little bit more instant. It's a little bit more not development, right? You know what I mean. And I'm not trying to impugn Scott Satterfield. I, I I think he's probably going to do well. Probably. (laughs) We want to do the Big Twelve win total show next. (laughs) I think he's probably going to do well because I think there'll probably be more patience involved in terms of the development. In terms of once he gets that thing running hot, I think he'll be fine. Louisville never wanted to get to, well, he never wanted to get to year five at Louisville, right? He was ready after year one to get out of there. So there is something to that. But I just think Louisville is always going to have good, is always going to have talent, always, for just based on who they recruit. I think now NIL2, you add that in, th- this is a motivated group. This, you know, they probably still wish they had Papa John and all of his racism on the side, but. I think it's the third best transfer portal class in the ACC. easily. twenty five
1: transfers, easily. including one of his old quarterbacks in Jack Plummer. Yes, you got Jamari Thrash from Georgia State, who is one of the top wide receivers yes. in the Sun Belt. I saw like,
0: the, the Thrash was the one that jumped out to me. Because
1: Thrash is like, oh, that's Rondell Moore. That's David Bell. Mm-hmm. That's Charlie Jones. Like
0: it, all, all the success of, that Brahm had yeah, at Purdue. Yeah, yeah,
1: all of the wide receivers that Brahm has been able to send on to the NFL. Yeah, it's I'm I'm with you. We, I'm putting a star
0: family. next to Louisville as best bet.
1: Yes, and also like, I'm like go get it now because
0: yep. the price is moving. It okay, keeps moving. Let's move on to, well, I want to close the segment with Carolina. So let's move on to Miami who last year, what a disappointment under Mario Cristobal. They went five and seven. Uh, They were obviously a mess on the offensive side. I don't think any of the players like Cristobal. I think it was a struggle.
1: He was begging parents to come pick up their kids. Yeah.
0: Like he was ready to clear house. So now they're at seven and a half this year and it's right down the middle, minus minus one fifteen, both sides. I've got five wins for Miami. They play the other Miami. They play Bethune-Cookman. They play Temple. They play GT, although GT has had some success against them. And they play Virginia. I have at Florida State as a definite loss. Mm -hmm. And then in the coin toss category, I have um, Texas A&M, Carolina, Clemp, NC State, Louisville, Boston College.
1: I think Texas A&M is a loss. Okay. I think Bobby P is going to get that offense on track, okay. and they're we're like, I don't think Texas A and M is ready to make a run at Bama or LSU,
0: but they're ready to run over Miami.
1: They they are hundred percent okay. ready to run over Miami, and I do think Miami will be better. I am encouraged. But better by, is seven
0: and five, isn't it? I mean, after going five and seven, yes. seven and five in year two. Yes, yes,
1: yes. I think uh, Texas A and M's a loss. I'm going to say at North Carolina's a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina's had their number. Yes. Clemson is lost. Florida State, and then uh, then Louisville.
0: Okay, so this is an easy under for you.
1: I think so. Um, and aren't we like going to have to pay a little bit here
0: too? I, the number on uh, Caesars with with your CBS Sports was minus one fifteen.
1: Minus one fifteen. So that is-
0: that's they're basically saying yeah. uh, they're throwing their hands up in the <laughs> air too.
1: Yeah, you figure it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, one more uh, Big East expat before we get to the Tar Heels. That's Pitt. This is a team uh, under Narduzzi's been a consistent eight nine win team. they've also uh, won the coastal uh, twice in Notre the conference. Season, and they won the conference the year that NC State showed up. Uh, this total is at seven and again split right down the middle minus one fifteen both sides. They were nine and four last year. Boy, this is a tough one for me because I've only got three wins that I know of for them that I feel really good about Wofford, VT, Boston College. I've only got one loss that's that's up at Notre Dame. I got eight coin tosses for them.
1: That's very. I mean, you know that Pat Narduzzi is like uh, everything ends up being a one score game. Yeah, you know, you yeah. Just, it's going to come down to somebody having to make a kick in a pit football game.
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> and and blew it. Actually, yeah, took yeah. care of them. <laughs>
1: um, all right. So, what are your toss ups?
0: I have for toss ups for Pitt: Cincy at West Virginia, Since Carolina, Lou at Wake, FSU at Cuse, at Duke.
1: Okay, so except for Cincy, we are in lockstep right there.
0: Which way you got Cincinnati? Cincy? Win. Okay.
1: I think, mm, uh, <laughs> I think Cincinnati might be the 12th best team in the 14 team Big 12. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Every newcomer except UCF is going to be stepping in and going, Yoop!
0: Oh, because trying to keep up with yeah, those offenses. In the Big 12. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. They've got Emory Jones as their quarterback. Do you remember Emory Jones, at the failed Florida quarterback?
0: Vaguely. Oh, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) it is not good out there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, are you going to go over?
1: Uh, I. This feels like a push. I'm gonna go over.
0: Okay. I'll give Narduzzi. Benefit of the doubt. Without a doubt. To eight. Get to eight. And,
1: and this is the thing, too, is uh, they've got a defensive line coach named Charlie Partridge, mm-hmm. and yeah. they turned three stars into NFL draft picks. So the fact that they're like three new starters on the defensive line, you don't look at that as a drop-off. You know, you don't say like, oh, no, what are they going to do right there? It's like they've they've had this in the plan. They're they're going to be fine on that.
0: All right. Now let's get to the Tariels. Eight and a half is the total. Last year, they go nine and five. They win the coastal division the last year the over on this is plus 110 so they're basically saying eh, we don't feel great about that and then the the under is minus 140 <laughs> which they're they're basically telling you they think carolina is an eight and four team. independent of that i had carolina pegged at eight and four i got three wins syracuse virginia campbell i've got only one loss in clemson yeah. at clemson i agree then i've got eight coin tosses so I just had them I went true right down the middle on this actually no I gave them five and three because of Drake May so I've got them winning five of their eight coin tosses and then the three wins I got them going eight and four
1: wait so I'm going to give you the toss ups that I have tell me which one is not because I had six toss ups I had South Carolina Minnesota at Pitt Miami Duke NC State oh App State
0: you've got App I got App State and Georgia Tech as coin tosses remember the loss of Georgia Tech last year We're going to get to Georgia Tech, but I'm just saying you don't know what Georgia Tech is going to look like this year. That's fair. And they're certainly going to be motivated to play who they've beaten Carolina now two years in a row. Oh, my gosh. Right. I mean, I'm just saying uh, this is we'll we'll get to this when we talk about NC State and Wake Forest. I'm just saying that at some point we have to give the other team who keeps beating the team we expect to beat them. We at some point we have to give them a little bit of credit.
1: Josh Downs is an NFL receiver. I can't believe he didn't
0: catch that ball. Uh, Th- that was difficult. And that's I mean like and I'm a big Josh Downs fan. I I'm, I'm a big Josh Downs. I'm a big fan.
1: Josh Downs fan too, but like that's how you go from 9 and 1 to 9 and 5. Yeah. Cuz if they win that game they're 10 and 1, right?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's the complexion of how they finished that season. And I think it's kind of coloring how we look at Carolina right sure. now because of the way that they they stumbled at the finish last year. I I honestly their first Max first year when they went 6 and 7 Or did they go seven and six the first? They went seven and six the first year.
1: Seven and six because Sam Howell lit up Temple Temple in a bowl bowl game
0: game. and everyone went crazy. But that first year, that schedule was very difficult. And they won some games early. They lost some games early, But that was a a tough schedule. Mm -hmm. The other years in Mac 2.0, I think their schedule has been easy, which is one of the reasons I picked them in 21 to actually win the ACC. Their schedule was a joke. And they could not get out of their own way on their offensive line. I don't know how much better their offensive line is going to be. To me, that's the big question for Carolina. Sure. Not who's calling the plays. I think they'll be fine on the offensive side. Not all of the, you know, four and five star guys they've lost on the defense side. I actually think, I think re- if they play at a replacement level on defense, they'll be fine. Don't, don't do anything stupid. If they play power five replacement level, it's an yes. upgrade yes. on yes. what they've done yes. recently. Yes. And, and I do think Gene Chizik can do that out of this group. I, and I'm not worried about all of the guys who left. I think mean, they still have talent there. There's probably going to be some even more simplifying to what they do. But I think secondary wise i think they've gotten rid of some guys who quite frankly either didn't live up to their billing or you know losing storm duck hurts i think he's a good player um but i the safety i i hate myself when i have to call somebody out like that but he was just never in the right place Mm -hmm. you know kelly he was just never in the right place and every time i watch them play i'm like this guy is not where he's supposed to be like i'm sorry i'm sorry and he's uh, Someone who had been over there, a former coach, not for them, but a, a former coach in the area, told me he's like that kid who looks like Javon Curse in practice. Because when you go look at him, he's an unbelievable athlete, and that's why the coaches love him. That's why they put him out there. He's like, but you're right. He, he just doesn't know where to be. He's never in the right spot. Mm. That's, so,
1: and that falls on coaching. And there were some changes made there. Too. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, and I'm not listen. I'm not trying to absolve the right. coaches. And I'm not trying to pin all of the blame right, right, right. on Kelly. He reminds me of uh, Josh Jones in SC State. Early in his career, like once state figured out that Josh Jones could make every play in front of him, he was outstanding. Made the NFL. because
1: Then you schemed it up that yeah.
0: way. Yeah. You're like, oh, he can make plays in front of him. So let's make sure everything is in front of him. The second you have him chasing and in coverage and all these other things, that's where the struggles happen. So I, but I, again, I look at this and I look at Carolina and I uh, Drake may, you know, my, my love and appreciation for him is, is well noted uh, on all forms of my shows, but, I think it's eight and four. I don't think that's a bad thing either with this schedule. Correct. I think mean, this is a tough schedule. Yes. Minnesota is not a layup. App state is not a layup. South Carolina. You said there's some changes there. I don't, I think they'll still be fired up. And again, you want to give somebody credit South Carolina, no matter whoever the crappy coat must champ was, even he beat state in 17, you know, the, the, they beat the Marquise Williams team down there too. It's like, okay. I'm just going to give South Carolina the benefit of the doubt at mm-hmm. this point that they're going to, and then the the mayonnaise bowl where they did beat
1: North Carolina, Carolina and yeah. in,
0: in this, this version of Mac. So I, I just think this is a tough schedule and, and I know some people will look at it and go, well, you know, well they do play Clemson, so but it, it just to me it just feels like this is a much tougher schedule than, than they've had to deal with. So the other than Max first year, it,
1: uh, you know, we're talking about an eight and a half. If you want to look at a swing game, I'll tell you that why I am to the under and I agree with you they eight and four. It is that I have Minnesota at home a loss, and here's why: it is a stylistic problem for North Carolina when Minnesota has the football and North Carolina is on defense because Notre Dame brought zero quarterbacks to Chapel Hill and just decided our offensive line is bigger and our running backs are good and we're going to run over you. And Minnesota's offensive line is big and beefy and that's what they do. And they've got a new quarterback, the Greek freak who is like, you know, kind of breaking him in. They're not going to test him. It's early in the season. PJ Fleck is going to look on tape and he's going to look at that Notre Dame game. And he's going to say, look, our offensive line is bigger than their defensive front. All we need to do is keep the ball out of Drake May's hands. That's the game plan for Minnesota to get in and out of Chapel Hill with the win. And unfortunately, there's a, it's a game plan that's worked before. So I've got Minnesota at Pitt, at Clemson, at NC State is the losses. South Carolina, at State, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, at Georgia Tech, Campbell Duke is the wins. Eight and four, an expensive under ticket.
0: We are in agreement. We both like the under. Let's, uh, let's pay some bills. Next
1: topic,
0: please. All right, now is the time if you're looking to move, to buy a house. Now's the time to get ready for next school year, the summer. You know who can handle this? Hometown Realty. Barry Woodard and his group, they have more than 250 agents. Chip, imagine having 250 people on your podcast team. That's amazing. They have six locations, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. Check them out. It's myhtr.com. They have all your real estate needs, residential, commercial, or rental. If you're looking to buy or sell, check them out. It's myhtr.com. And long-time, long-time listeners of this program know exactly where we're going next. As Chip Patterson is a long-time listener of this program, we are going to Whitaker and Hamer because once you sell and need to close on that house, you're going to need a lawyer. That's where Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer come into play. They got more than 20 years experience They can help you close on the house, start a business, sell a business, Anything that's family law related, check them out in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead city. And of course, all of the G's Goldsboro, Gastonia, and Garner. They have the world's greatest URL. It's wh.lawyer. That's wh.lawyer. 919-772-7000. If you know, you want to get on the horn and call them for all of your law needs. I right, to see how quickly I can do this next topic, please. Oh my goodness! Look at that. I'm getting so good now. Let's get into the bottom of the uh the bottom of the ACC and Chip Patterson, Cover Three Podcast, CBS Sports, joining me here on Law of the Wolf. Appreciate him taking some time coming here to the EFORT Studios. Of course, our good friends here at Empire. It's after we do this, Chip. Lunch is on me. The little right. Raleigh Times action. I know. I know you're excited about I this. Am. Your job today will be to talk me out of getting the nachos because I get the nachos every single time. I know it's a, it's a struggle. We'll, we'll see how persuasive you can be when we get over there to the Raleigh time. Shout out to our, my guy, Greg hate All right, let's get to the bottom of the league because I feel like there's a distinct bottom of the league I think Syracuse is going to be mad at me for, for yeah, putting him in the. I, I'm
1: mad at you for putting <laughs> Syracuse in there Because the other four teams are legitimately, that we're about to talk about, yeah. are legitimately worse than your average FBS team. Yes. Not your average Power Five team. The other four teams that we're going to talk about later would be a field goal or more underdog against the average FBS team. Syracuse is not. I, I just wonder
0: who Syracuse team. is going to be now. They're going to have a, their defense is going to be salty. Mm-hmm. It's been that way for the last few years under Dino Babers. Their quarterback play, Garrett Trader. We saw what he did last year. How much of that was Robert and I? How much of that wasn't? I don't know. You're going to tell me potentially that you know Beck is is can handle the play calling. Well, yeah, they're not changing.
1: Yeah, they're not changing the scheme. They okay. promoted the quarterbacks, coached offensive coordinator, as you just mentioned. His name is Jason Beck. And around the program, there was sort of this sense of like nothing nothing is really going to change. And, you know, to use an ACC example, um, when Chad Elliott, not Chad Elliott, uh, when Chad Morris, Morris. left Clemson and like, I know that we talked about how the Clemson offense is tanked recently, but you know, Chad Morris wasn't there for the national championships, right. you know, the, that's fair. And Dabo said, it's the Clemson offense. Uh, yeah. You know, It's not the Chad Morris offense. I think that especially with some, of uh, they don't have Sean Tucker. Look, that dude was a boss running the football, but uh, I, I do think in general, they are going to be sort of keeping the same mentality of staying dynamic.
0: I, I They play Florida State. They play Clemson. They play Purdue on the road. They play, uh, obviously, they play Wake. But now they see some exploited
1: wins here. a loophole in the eight plus one agreement. Remember, in the eight plus one agreement, you do eight uh, conference games yeah. plus one power five opponent. And they are not the only ones to do this. Boston College is also doing this.
0: Okay, what are they doing?
1: Army apparently qualifies as the Power Five opponent. Oh no, they play at Purdue. They play Purdue. Boston College. Don't confuse me. Boston. (laughs) Sorry, Boston College. uh, We'll get to them later. But Boston College exploited that. Uh, So,
0: so Vegas thinks Syracuse is going under. It's minus one fifty. The total six and a half. Overs plus one twenty. Unders minus one fifty. They were a seven and six team last year. I see three wins. Colgate three for sure wins. Colgate, Western Michigan, and Army. I see two for sure losses at Carolina at Florida State. I got seven coin tosses. I got them going. It, I got, I got, at best, they're going three and four in these coin tosses. At best, I, I got them at. I got them as a best case scenario six and sixteen. Wow, best case scenario. All
1: right, my wins: Colgate, Western Michigan, Army, Boston
0: College at Georgia Tech. Okay. Uh, my losses. Climp. Don't forget, like those other teams are gonna nut up at some point and like win a game. They're not all gonna be terrible.
1: We'll, we'll get to that. Climp okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at North Carolina at Florida State are your losses. And then when we get into our toss ups, I'll go one by one. At Purdue, you got a new head coach, Ryan Walters, taking over there for Jeff Brom. Kind right. of a little bit of a reload, and they're getting them early in the season. Uh, at Virginia Tech, that one could be. A little bit tricky. Both teams are coming off a bye, but it's going to be Thursday night, Inner Sandman, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Pitt at home, that one's always a little bit of a rivalry game. The Pat Narduzzi, Dino Babers, back and forth is pretty good. And then Wake Forest, another sneaky rivalry game. Do you remember that the kicker slipped
0: in the (laughs) Wake-Syracuse game last year? got more... Circus has had more success against Wake Forest than I usually give them credit for.
1: So I give them uh bec- because Wake and Pitt are both going to be at home, I've got those as wins. I've got them as a seven and five team with Purdue, Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, and at Virginia Tech. Again, at Virginia Tech being the nut up game, yeah. where it's like both teams have had a week off. You're going into Lane Stadium. Brent like Brent Pry has done a pretty good job of at least maintaining the <laughs> the vibes and the recruiting is going a little
0: bit okay. better too. It's just, yeah, we're going to get to them. Yeah. All,
1: right. All so, right. So you're going, I'm you're going, over. Five. Okay,
0: I'm going yeah. under six and six. Um, it'll be weird. They don't play state. This is one of those Atlantic division rivalries that we have to say goodbye to. Um, unfortunately, but the, you know what the divisionless football. You don't have to say goodbye. Cause it's not seven years anymore. Right. So you, you play year. every team, you know, uh, twice in a four year period. All right. So let's go to Virginia. I think we're going to be in agreement here. Virginia souls three and a half. I I mean, the overs minus one ten, the unders minus minus one twenty. Not a big discrepancy there. They were a three and seventeen a year ago. Um, tip. Listen. Is there a is there a for sure win on Virginia's schedule? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that William and Mary, I made the case that William and Mary was went to the FCS corner finals and went eleven right. and two last year. Right. So it's like not an easy layup <laughs> win. But I, I think that Virginia should be able to do that. JMU is a legitimate toss-up, James Madison being yeah. a top four team in the Sun Belt. And the fact I don't that,
0: think they're going to beat James Madison after getting the breaks beat off them by Tennessee. That is I don't think they're showing up for that one. And
1: that is such a such a tough spot. I'm I made that case in my article. I was like, look, the Conference draw is more favorable for them than the non-conference draw. The league office, which (laughs) did not put a Clemson or a Florida State on this schedule, right, did more for Tony Elliott in a pivotal year two than his own school, which has him playing Tennessee in Nashville uh, and also has him going up to play Maryland. I I don't think they're
0: going to go zero and twelve, but if they go two and ten. I well, actually think that'll be a pretty good.
1: Yeah, I've, given I've,
0: this given this schedule,
1: I've got them three and nine. But like the fact that three and nine even still means we're going under is yeah. if if Louisville is the star for over, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, 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 I think the UVA is the star for your favorite underplay.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't see it coming home. The less we say about Virginia, probably the best. Let's get to the Hokies then. Five and a half. They were three and eight last year. Brent Price, first year, obviously a proud program. when i watched them here in raleigh for a thursday night game i thought and it was probably their best game of the year i was like ooh these they just don't have dudes they just don't have guys Uh, i could see what Price trying to do get back to beamer ball get back to some of the ways that they want to play but i'm just like they just don't have it
1: well and specifically like correct me if i'm wrong you saw that they didn't have guys on offense they were they just like could not move I the football.
0: I wasn't exactly thrilled with, with who the was defense. buzzing around, yeah. there was no Cam Chancellor's jumping through hoops on defense it's, either. It's, man, it's going
1: to take a minute to to get it all is. that cleared up. So
0: five and a half must mean they have a, a fairly manageable schedule. um They were three and eight last year. The under they're saying you, there is no value in you betting the under. I mean, they would go too far to far say go to Louisville. They got NC State on a on a Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. And then the coin toss is ODU, Purdue, Rutgers, Marshall, Pitt, Wake, Syracuse, BC, Virginia. I mean, what you got? Five got and a, a half seems high. Like,
1: Yeah, I got five and seven. Yeah, I was going to say, and they if, go five and
0: seven. That's a pretty good year. Five
1: and seven is a little bit generous, probably, too. Um, you know, the like Purdue and at Rutgers at Marshall. The problem is Marshall's good.
0: That's what I'm saying. State like, added Marshall, and I'm like, no, that, that's, you wanted to add like Bemidji State. You did want to add because Cincinnati fell off the schedule. They they moved Cincinnati off the schedule because of the the Big Twelve. As Cincinnati told them, hey, we're not playing you. Basically, um, it was a break for State. But yeah, I mean, adding Marshall was not a great idea.
1: I've I've got under Marshall
0: and, went to Notre Name one last year,
1: and you'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, their head coach Charles Huff is an old Saban assistant.
0: Okay. And I, I like wasn't well, everybody at this point.
1: Well, I, you know, but he was, he, he <laughs> like was an actual save, but not the reclamation project. <laughs> he he was a, a running backs coach at a time when they still had running backs. Oh, okay. do, you, do you remember back <laughs> when Alabama did think. have yeah, running okay. backs? All those
0: guys were in the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, I think that stretch in the early part of the season, Purdue at Rutgers at Marshall, you'll know one way or the other, like where this is going, but I, I think it's an under.
0: All right. Boston college and GT. We could probably do them together. Five and a half for BC, four and a half for GT. I love Jeff Halfley. Five and a half is starchy though, even with uh four shore wins on that schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Heck, this I'll, is I'll this take
0: is, my guy. I'll go over with my guy. I'll take it.
1: This is the one that I was thinking of. I mean, their non conference schedule is Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, Yukon, and Army. Army. Yeah. I was like, well, what where's the power <laughs> five? Up and maybe, and maybe like a something got canceled, right? Yeah. You know, maybe there is some reason for that. Um, well, there was never any punishment for that,
0: by the way. Like I remember when they put it? that rule out and I said to to Debbie Yao yeah, former NC State ADA, so what would happen if you didn't schedule a power five time? She's like, nothing. <laughs> you get heckled. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so what is the incentive to go out and like, you know, murder yourself in these uh in these non conference games? I, I'm gonna go over for BC because I love Hafley. Mm-hmm. Nothing I... else. And I, I, their offensive line would be better.
1: Uh, it, it has to be. Right? <laughs> Do you you remember what happened last year? So Christian Mahogany is an NFL draft pick and like hopefully he can stay healthy. He goes down before the season even starts last year. Two more interior offensive line starters go down in the first two weeks. They used in the first 10 games of the season, which is basically the whole season, 10 different offensive line combinations. It got so bad that they were using a defensive tackle and a pizza guy to be able to come and play offensive line for like... And the only thing that they could do is just throw the ball in the air like you're playing 500 and hope Zay Jones goes to get it. And I like
0: going to say that's the, <laughs> Flowers, that's the guy. You yeah, were both yeah, going to have Flowers, him yeah, on our, yeah, yeah. our NFL fantasy teams um, this year, right?
1: Yeah, not Zay Jones. Flowers. Shout out to the Pirates. you here on the, whole, hey, the he little. You just had ECU yeah. on the brain. That's all. Uh, so they went and got a guy named Ryan O'Keefe from UCF. Like, ah, all right, that's not your Zay Flowers. Um, no. you know, yeah, that's I love Halfley.
0: Place, I don't care schedules, uh, amenable. There's always one surprise team. I, I usually do this every year. There's, there's one team that you think, Oh, everyone's like, Oh, they're going to be good. Then they're not. And then there's usually one team where everyone's like, Oh, they're going to stink. And then they're actually pretty good. Right. I'm not saying BC is going to like tear it up, but there's a reason this is at five and a half and it is the schedule. And I do believe in athletes. I, athletes. So I think they I say they go six and six.
1: Um, you know, my colleague, Bud Elliott is mm-hmm. like, Deep, deep yes. into the stuff. When you say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'm saying like deep into the gambling side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that it is, all. Uh, I forgot who ran the analysis, but it is almost worth taking every five and a half over. Hmm. Motivation like at the end of the season, like, yes. if, like if 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 that is a big part of it, yeah. if all you're needing is for this team to care to make a bowl, bowl game, then yes, then that you, that's going to be a part of it. You yeah. might have a, a part of it. And for Boston College, after the way things went last year, you got to think that when they get those games uh, against UConn and Virginia Tech at home, I mean, heck, like they've kind of had Miami's number. I was, they was gonna don't say they're gonna
0: all... get somebody yeah. at home too, so. so
1: so I would, uh, I would, I would keep all that in mind.
0: All right, GT. They, they did the uh, let's promote the interim they mm-hmm. did the well it worked for clemson why can not it work for us i thought it was that we don't want to spend money oh is that what I'm... <laughs> funny story when we brought pizza to josh Pastner, he goes you know when we beat miami i went over to our number one donor and i said you guys should build a statue of me because their their payroll uh, i forgot what the number was, was like mm-hmm. they have more they spend more than a million in, in name name n i l he goes our n i l payroll is negative money. <laughs> And I worry, I, I do worry about Georgia Tech because they have a whole thing with academics. They have a whole thing of yeah. being in Atlanta and nobody really caring about them. And they have a they have a great history. Don't get me wrong, and I, I love it for ACC purposes when Georgia Tech is good. But I do worry about Georgia Tech basketball and Georgia Tech football.
1: So I, in the NIL era, I have been wrong for a lot of years about the specifics of the academics when it comes to Georgia Tech, okay. and people have come and like set me straight. Because I always thought that it was along the lines of a Duke or a Wake Forest or one of these other schools, where you think about the academics as you know being a barrier for entry, and the problem is it's not the barrier for entry that it's is what so they demanding. Put them in, in is, the majors. It is the yeah. workload when you get there, and in the transfer portal era, what's going to happen? Is that somebody's going to flash, and all these other schools are going to say? So, what do you want to do next year? Do you want to have to go to every single class and grind through like yes. all this coursework, or do you want to come do all online and just get yourself ready for the NFL? And I so, think you know the answer? Yeah, I mean, it's just it is a <laughs> no, really I, tough I legitimately worry. Yeah,
0: in terms of, I have wondered, you know, when when the ACC talks about these nuclear options of, of blowing the thing up, there might be some teams who decide. They don't want to do this anymore. Um, Boston College of Georgia Tech might end be, up being in that option.
1: Our our friend uh, Andrew Carter was uh was with another one of our friends. Yeah, Andrew Carter was on with Hayes Permar on the Adam Gold Show. Boy, there's a name of triangle sports personalities, <laughs> but uh, and that's what Andrew was talking about when he said, you know, I just wonder. If when the line in the sand is drawn, if there are teams in the ACC that we're used to seeing every year, just throw their hands up and be like, I'm out. Yeah. Nope. No
0: thanks. Let's go under with the jackets and let's move it along. What's up next? What's up next? I feel like sports cards would be under your wheelhouse, Chip Patterson.
1: I I am excited to go see Weston to get two big booklets flip through graded, Ooh. you know, let me know. Let yes. me, let me know what we got in here.
0: Yes, that is definitely what you need to do. Uh, I don't know about you though. I, the, my most recent visit to Oak city sports cards, I bought a box of those Bowman Chrome, the university cards. So it has all the college players. Mm-hmm. I got uh, my, my man, Tony Grimes. I did get a Josh Downs cards it's because from, it's from last year's set, I got all the quarterbacks though. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I also got Kate Klubnick.
1: Yeah, is his
0: rookie card. And then Brendan Armstrong. Now he's in a Virginia uniform, but I got Brendan Armstrong. I also got two autographs in that set, including Jameer Gibbs. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. You can get actually cards of college players. I know it's, it's kind of a foreign concept, but yes, most importantly, do what Chip just said. Go check out Weston Oak city sports cards are in downtown buy, sell trade. You can also get your, get your memorabilia graded. That's what Weston does best. I had a couple of Michael Jordan rookie cards that he got. He graded for me. Got him graded for me. I was ended up getting a great deal on those. So go check them out. OakCityCards.com. They're also right there in downtown, right off of Glenwood. And while we're here, I don't I don't know if I have the actual right tag for this because Anthony, my man Anthony, is our uh, our Hey Joe sponsor. So let's let's just use that right there. How about that? Um, the best pizza not only in Raleigh but in all of North Carolina. Oakwood Pizza Box, check them out. OakwoodPizzaBox dot They're actually closed this week, but next week they'll be back in business. Great salads, great pizza, great cannolis, great beer, great wine. I'm really not sure what else anybody else wants in this world.
1: Um, and the the neighborhood is so fantastic that, uh, you know, dining in, by the way, is incredible. I love yep. the cups. Yeah, love, <laughs> love the tables. You know, every the way everything is set up, but. Power move here, and I'm giving game away to to those in the hood, but Pelagic, the uh, bottle shop right around the corner, you can pick up pizza and then take it around the corner, and they will let you just sit and eat it right there.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
1: Next topic.
0: Please. Uh, Let's go back to the in-person Heaster Automotive Group. Hotline shouts. Get off your keys here. Head down to Heaster. Get yourself a car. Heaster Automotive Group. Join our proud Sponsors the hotline, but it's today. It's the in-person hotline. We're at the efort Studios in downtown. Thanks to our friends at Empire Properties. shots to my guy Greg hate We're we're heading over, Raleigh Times. That's but right. But now, while you're here, we got to get these locals. We got to get these locals on these win totals. Let's start with Wake Forest, the Forever Thorn in the Wolfpack side. Total is six and a half over plus one twenty. So Vegas is saying, oh, under minus one fifty. Vegas does not believe in the Deeks. Who we went eight and five, lost Sam Hartman. What what says you, Chip? Six and a half. It feels kind of sharp to me. Um,
1: well, first, let's address the, you know, Sam Hartman departure. Yeah. Because when, you know, Dave Clawson had... He, do you remember some of his comments? Like, at the time, it's like, mm-hmm. Sam's, Sam's got a great opportunity to go make some money to play football. You know, yes. like he's... And <laughs> it is him calling it like it is and saying farewell, but it is also telling you what he and offensive coordinator, Warren Ruggiero think about the quarterback in Mitch Griffiths. Yeah. Because that guy's been in the program for three years. They have been getting him ready for this moment. And they like, granted, we only saw him against a VMI for just like a hot second. Well, I mean, he played the whole game, but VMI, um, I, I think that he is going to be very effective within the offense. I think that while they don't have a T Perry, they do return Donovan green. If he can stay healthy and Jamal banks is the name of the next guy up, who I think is going to be a stud wide receiver. I mean, they keep churning through. I was going to say
0: the one thing they've done better than anyone else in this league and since particularly since clemson's fallen off De- this develop wide receivers is, is fine and develop receivers well, top-notch
1: well it's the whole incubation machine that they've got at wake forest where you yeah. come in you red shirt and the the coaching staff is incredible i i do worry about the defensive side of the football and so when i go through the schedule it's kind of like how how much of a threat is the opposing offense? And so, you know, you you start to break down Wake Forest. You're like, all right, well, Elon's not going to be like a huge threat here. I I think they can probably be able to outscore Vandy. Yeah. You know, at ODU, man, are you just going to recruit the Tidewater? You're just going to get taken the best in Norfolk? Come on. But I do think that's a win. Georgia Tech, we'll get to them in a little bit. Oh, Georgia Tech, we already talked about. I've got that as a win. Virginia Tech doesn't have an offense. Guy, I've got wake in a spot where they probably finish seven and five.
0: I could see it. I have two definite losses at Clem. They'll never going to be Clemson at Notre Dame. They're not beating Notre Dame. Elon Vandy, ODU GT. I gave them state too. Cause they just beat state down there. That's what they do.
1: I gave them Duke too.
0: Did not give them Duke. I got Pitt, Florida state, Duke and Cuse as, as coin tosses. But if I go with a split, it's seven and two. I mean, excuse me, it's seven and five. Two and two in the in the tosses. Uh, plus one twenty oh. is inviting. Oh plus one twenty s- is inviting.
1: So this is something else to consider. By the way, like my recommendation on a wake total is to stay away.
0: Like this is Oh, it's coming down to whatever. It's gonna come down to that state in the uh the Duke games for sure.
1: Well, what about the fact that they have to finish at Notre Dame at Cuse? That's a brutal finish. Well, the, yeah,
0: Cuse could be the one that they need.
1: And isn't late season
0: wake a thing? It's been a struggle. It's
1: been a struggle. Yeah. And what? why is that is it because
0: well they don't have the depth uh,
1: so any just kind in general, of injury
0: is going to derail them and then once they you know because what somebody, was this team 17 that team was unbelievable in 17. They, the way that they started and then all of a sudden or 18. well maybe it was 19. <laughs> wait a second get my years i'm getting my state and wake 19. they started unbelievably and then they fell apart that that should that that team should have been like 11 and one
1: well, it's like number one, they do put favorable games on the non-conference schedule. Yes. So you start to like stack it up yeah, yeah. there. Um, oh, they're going to start
0: fast this year too.
1: And then number two, the thing that Dave Claussen I think pushed back on was the idea that opposing defenses start to get the answers to the test. Yeah. I, it, enough of enough on tape of yes. this group. You start to figure out the counters and then it gets a little bit more difficult to yeah, be as effective mesh. coming down, yeah. coming down the stretch.
0: I agree with him. I don't think people are solving what they do. I, I just think it's a matter of injuries. Yeah, 19 is the one I'm thinking of in particular. When uh, uh, Surratt and some of the other receivers started to fall off and then it was like, oh, by the end of it, they had nobody out there. And you're yeah. like, well, they can't win with those guys. Um, I'll, I'll take the over. I believe in the uh, 120 is inviting too. I, I think seven and five is, is gettable. Duke is an interesting one. You and I are on the exact same page with Duke nine and four last year was unbelievable for Mike Alco. Unbelievable. But they're not playing last year's schedule. <laughs> they are definitely not playing last year's schedule. Total is six. Man, this reeks of a push, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, th- th- and it would be a really good year.
1: It would be a, a gr- they could be, and I, I said this on uh obvious and Gillio, but they could be a better team. Three losses worse at the end of the season. I mean, this is, uh, this is brutal. Clemson. Florida State, NC State, Louisville, Wake Forest. You you have been Notre avo- Dame. The, no, what I'm saying, like you've been <laughs> avoiding the Atlantic Division yes. <laughs> entirely, and now you get the five best programs from the former Atlantic Division. Throw in Notre Dame. I mean, that's that's really, really tough.
0: And they're probably going to, they should feel good about themselves after going nine and four, they should feel good about themselves and the players that they were able to keep out of the portal, including right. their quarterback, I Agree. which I, you know, after watching them early last year, I was like, they could be, I, I thought Hartman would come back. And I, I thought Riley Landon would be the one who would leave that honestly, after watching last year, I, and people weren't really had their head on a swivel about what NIL really was and what the portal really was. Um, I think they go six and six. This is this but it's a still a
1: really fun football team. Oh, like, and there's nothing
0: wrong with going 6-6 six and six against this schedule, by the way. Like, the pieces fit together so well. Was it Uh, I think UConn's going to get somebody. I don't know if it's them. I think UConn's... No, I'm being serious, because they play State. They play Boston College. Right. They play Duke. <coughs> I could just see it happening. I mean, Jim Moore... I think Duke is absolutely going to beat State, by the way.
1: Jim Moore and the Haunted House have yes. already created some yes. magic right there. Uh, but, I mean, I just... That, that staff has done such a good job, not just like with Riley Leonard and keeping him there, but the way that that off, what's it, are they all Jordans and Jalen's all the skill yeah. position players yes. and they all, oh, they, fit, they they can score and they all fit in different ways. It's kind of yeah. versatile dynamic. It's really hard to defend good defensive line, good offensive line. They run the ball. Well, like very much, uh, very much in on Duke, but under a push,
0: push. on the, on the six, all right, let's get to the wolf I've seen this at six and a half. I think it has moved to seven. Um, So it's seven. The overs plus 100, the under is minus 130. Again, that means you'd have to bet 130 to win 100 to go under. Last year, they're an eight and four team. Obviously, some some significant departures on the defensive side, significant departures on the offensive side. They do have a new quarterback in Brennan Armstrong, potentially, which I think will be the answer, not MJ Morris. I hope, hopefully, they can register MJ Morris and keep him like to see that work out. I do have major questions at receiver. I do have major questions at running back. I got major questions on the offensive line as well. I think their schedule is harder than than what people might look at it and go, oh, that's not that bad. Because the home schedule is unbelievable in terms of entertainment.
1: In terms of entertainment, sure. <laughs> it's also it, really difficult. But... It, I, there are two minds there where it's like you would rather have your tough games on the road because you're going to lose them anyway. Yeah. And your coin toss games at home. Yes. Um, I do think that, you know, I mentioned Clemson as like one of the best home field advantages in the ACC. I don't think the ACC has a lot of good home field advantages. Agree. I think NC state is the, the only one that you would put oh, lane, whatever. NC state is up there. NC state is a top yeah. tier home field advantage where teams go in there and they can get got. And coaches talk about it and players talk about it. And like there's there's nothing that your audience like doesn't need to hear more, but the it it just really blows the minds when you're down there on the field and it just feels like it's all caving in on you. And especially when like state gets a big stop and then it goes on a run and then everything starts moving really fast. I I think that you know there's a chance that NC State. That's why I've got the Clemson game as a toss-up. Like win loss toss up analysis. Yeah, so do I. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very very difficult schedule, especially you know if, if things start to you you pick up a loss uh, against Notre Dame, like if all of a sudden things go sideways against Louisville, like you you could all of a sudden start to feel down on yourself. But here's here's the thing that I walked into this the Eford Studios here in downtown Raleigh. Um, did Devin Carter? leave because he be- believed that the players behind him were going to jump him on the depth chart or were there non-football reasons because he just joined the worst team in the Big 12 for a head coach who's going to be fired on October 13th. Where did he end up? West Virginia.
0: Okay. So he, he originally had stopped at Penn State, right? Okay. I think that's what... Happened. Yeah. I look look uh, Devin Carter was a massive disappointment last year other than the Carolina game in my opinion. I I don't know what happened to Devin Carter last yeah. year. Um quite frankly I don't.
1: <sighs> cuz one I, read I, on it was like he thinks he's going like he's leaving because he, he probably thinks- got
0: some NIL money too. I mean I, I don't blame him for any of that. I I honestly I don't know.
1: Okay, so the, no no reason for me to be like he's leaving cuz he thinks his job's about to get
0: taken. Oh, no no no. I mean okay. the, I will say you know, from people who watch practice, the the, the true freshman, um, Concepcion and uh, Vereen were the two guys who were the most impressive in practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That might be an issue because dominating at that position and counting on that position to be like a consistent game breaker is asking a lot.
1: You need Even, that with this offense.
0: And you need people who can make plays. I do think Robert and I is a significant upgrade. And I do think and, and people might say that, oh, you're just bagging on Tim Beck and I'll you know, talk a little football with you here. Last year, <laughs> Tim Beck, three years, first year, the pandemic year, crazy creative. I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Bailey Hockman, different quarterbacks, did some different things. I enjoyed what he did. The last two years with, with Devin Leary, I thought there was way too many times, way too many times, where the offensive mindset was, okay, go get open. Emeka, Go get open and beat your guy like, Hey man, this is football. Just go beat your guy. You got to scheme people open. Mm -hmm. And and I just don't think NC state did enough of that where they were get putting their receivers in a position to win, not just one-on-one battles, but also bunch formations, different formations, different motions, different crossing routes. There just wasn't enough combination. It's a
1: Hugh Freeze special. Yes, Hugh Freeze beats Alabama because he runs these bunch of formations, gets them confused, and he basically he is on the chalkboard beating Nick Saban yeah. by getting someone wide TF open.
0: Yeah, and you can and you can have all you need is one or two of those plays, make it easier for yourself. Correct. Just two years ago with Devin Leary, it was okay. Mecca Amazi can beat people on the outside, but you know there were still games where you're like, you know, you can help them. <laughs> Same with Thayer Thomas, you, know, you can help him. Doesn't have to be. You have to go make this amazing play, Devin Carter against uh, Clemson two years ago, where they're here at home and he makes an unbelievable play in the end zone. They win the game in overtime because Clemson's receivers couldn't make similar plays. And I appreciate what Dave has tried to do: getting bigger receivers and making plays, and taking the shots that they take. It's not. It's not a. Cha- it's not a matter of being conservative. It's a matter of being predictable, and it's also a matter of not helping your players and putting them in the best position to make plays based on what we've seen from Robert and I at Virginia, based on what we've seen from Robert and I at Syracuse, based on going back to oh, his background yeah. at BYU, right? Everyone and their mother is in love with Andy Reid right now. And for, for great reason, okay? But when I talk about scheming people open and I watch the Super Bowl, that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. okay? This is what I'm shouting from the rooftops. They don't they don't say to Travis Kelsey, well, you're the best tight end in the game, so just go beat your guy. No, they scheme him open. The stuff they did on with Kadarius Tony on the goal line was off the charts. Mm -hmm. Now, me, my dad was a high school football coach for 25 years. I look at, and it annoys the shit out of all these coaches that I actually know a half of a thing about football, right? So when I would just, all I would say to you are, there are new, new ideas. So when I'm watching a game, when I'm watching TCU, I would write down the play and go, we can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I would watch the Super Bowl, Andy Reid we can do that. Now, some things Patrick Mahomes can do that you can't do. Sure. I get that. But you tell me what was the difference between TCU in 2021 and the difference between TCU in 2022. Right? Yeah. yeah, Right. 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 Right? Yeah. It's not crazy. This isn't, you know, this isn't rocket surgery.
1: Horn Frogs didn't hate their coach, too.
0: (laughs) Well, there is that. (laughs) I just think for NC State this year, I think their offense has a chance to be significantly better, even if the personnel is not better. But I do think you're asking a lot of young playmakers. That's where you're going to need a Trent Penix to stay healthy. That's where you're going to need a Jordan Houston to so, not just give him the ball first hand and say, here, go run into this brick wall. you got to be a little bit more yeah. creative with the stuff that they do.
1: That offensive line was too good for them to be so ineffective the at running the football. Yeah. So disappointing.
0: So I do think there is potential there, but this schedule... Oh, this,
1: defensively, pass defense is great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Linebackers are good, and I just have so much trust. Knock on one.
0: I want Peyton to be healthy again. Yeah, play the whole year. I would love to see that.
1: Um, I have so much trust in D'Antonio Burnett and what they do along the defensive oh. line that it's just like no offseason. I got yeah. it.
0: Uh, so you you say eight and four is is possible for this group, or or is seven feel like the right number? Seven
1: feels like one hundred percent the right number because of the schedule. I think yeah. seven and five, and
0: that eight, would be a fine year.
1: And look, dude, we I, I
0: again getting back to Carolina being eight and four, that would be fine. Getting back to some of the uh, to wake being seven and five, that would be fine. Duke being six and six, I think if state is seven and five this year, and it's the right seven, I, I don't know how you could be mad at seven and five this year.
1: And then you come back next year,
0: yeah, and and hopefully, like I said, you can you can redshirt MJ, right? Let him figure out what Anai wants to do and really flourish. And now Concepcion, now Vereen is going to be a year older, and hopefully, you can keep all these guys. That's one of the things Dave's done, and he needs to get more credit for is develop not only develop the player, finding players, developing them keeping them mm-hmm. like you think about their portal activity and compare it to a Carolina compare it to the players Wake Forest is losing uh shouts to my man Savage Wolves Tom Lavolsi. that's part of it too having that uh, having the NIL piece is part of it too State didn't really play the NIL game last year and I, I think it heard them the football
1: I I just I was sort of like drifting off uh driving in and. What if... So I, I'm with you. MJ Morris as your break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. what if And he, you can still
0: play four games in retro. I mean, that's a thing too.
1: But like, what if something happens to Brandon Armstrong, he has to come in and now you've got like some real versatility and you can start sure. moving the
0: pocket and... The context I, just of wanted, this I just wanted to see MJ Morris start a road game last year. That's right. all I wanted. Yeah. I'm sure NC State wanted it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I don't think going to get an eye who you know is going to get Armstrong, right? Like that's part and parcel. I don't think that's an indictment of MJ Morris or what Dave Doran thinks of MJ Morris. I think it was more of he played last year ahead of schedule. No one in their no one in their right mind thought MJ Morris was going to play football for NC State last year, and if it was, it was because
1: because outsiders they get garbage
0: time are- and you could help develop him and you definitely could retro. But he was super young and didn't have spring practice. Mm-hmm. You know Devin had all of the reps, and if he didn't, it was uh, Jack. Man, I'm, I can't even remember the kid's name.
1: <laughs> not was it? not Lil Finley.
0: No, 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 no. The the kid they got out of the portal who they actually paid because they didn't have a scholarship. Oh man, Charleston Southern. Jack Chambers. Jack Chambers. Thank you. At least I had the Jack.
1: Jack Chambers Law. law, yeah, they, law no,
0: but they they got him yeah. as as backup insurance to Devin, and you know that that turned out to be a mistake. And then Morris comes in. He plays. He plays well, but there was a lot of. This is a compliment. There was a lot of young Russell Wilson, and Dana Bible would tell young Russell Wilson, "Here's your first read. If it's not there, pull it Go. down. Take off. Yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that. But that's what Morris was. And he got he got popped a couple of times." Because he thought he was still running around Carrollton, georgia somewhere now they play a high level ball but they're not playing acc football there yeah for sure. so i thought there was a couple of times even in the spring game there were a couple of times where he ran and i'm like i know it was raining but i was kind of like you understand the you're missing the point of this exercise the point of this exercise is for you to go against the defense and to read it and make the right one reading, two but, three yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. you're just like running around, and he was making plays but it, i have many thoughts about the spring game but Neither you here gotta nor throw there.
1: it out, man. No, it's here nor gross. there. Yeah, neither yeah, here
0: nor there. I do think the offense can be better. And I and I hope that uh, those plans work. But again, I, I as I like to say, Dave Doran's bad years have been bad. And in the cycle, this has been set up for it to be a bad year. So if he goes seven and five in a bad year, this would be his best worst year. But because the other ones were three and nine and, and four and eight
1: ignoring his history and just going with cold analysis of the roster and the schedule, it looks seven and five. Yes. And that speaks to where
0: the program is. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And if they do pop to eight and four, then all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, they went eight and four the year before. Yeah. But this eight and four is yeah, much right, more right, enjoyable, right? right? Yes. If you can, if you can get uh Notre Dame or pick off Miami or, or yeah, obviously Carolina and, and knows, for triangle
1: but. football, it's way better when you have the enjoyable eight and four.
0: Yeah, it's way because it, Carolina and State the last couple of years have had some of those. Well, yeah, you went eight and four. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right.
0: Should have been a whole lot more. I mean, that.
1: it was it was so fun when John Bunning went eight and five. They made a bobblehead of him because yes, they won yes. the Peach Bowl against Auburn,
0: sixteen to ten. Your heels, Chip. Your heels. Hey, man. I appreciate you taking some time for me. You ready to go hit the uh, Raleigh times? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. All right. That'll do it for us. Five stars only, of course, here on Law of the Wolf. We'll be back next week. I have, oh, Actually, next week I'm on vacation. So I'll be back in two weeks. I've got NC State baseball coach Elliot Avent lined up for our next episode of Law of the Wolf. Appreciate you guys. Check us out on YouTube and check us out on all wherever you get your podcasts. See you soon.